0: It's inevitable! You're listening to I Don't Get It, the pop culture get-off-my-lawn cast, featuring the open-minded musings of two mid-40s curmudgeons staring down the prospect of entertainment elements. I'm your co-host, Bill Scurry, of Americans Easier Enterprises, a full-service something-or-other. And I'm joined by my delightful co-host in San Francisco, Mr. Noah Tarnow. Who are you? Talk to you about yourself.
1: Thank you, Bill. I'm Noah Tarno, uh, Senior Quizmaster, founder of the Big Quiz Thing, a full service trivia production company, et cetera, et cetera. And happy March, Bill. We are recording this on the first day of March. Uh, we are one sixth done with this horrible, horrible year. Congratulations. <laughs> Sorry, to it's me.
0: already worse than last year. Actually, Noah, yeah, speak, pretty much. speaking of Get Off My Long Cast, you just coined a phrase before we went hot on the mics. You, you said uh, another, it was yeah. an acronym, I believe, which is going to sweep yeah, the country. Yeah. What was it?
1: Sweep sweep the nation. So, you know, we call it the get off my lawn cast. We're playing upon the, the the old saw that old people who can't understand new things are yelling at people to get off their lawn. So I came up with the term Gamalism. G-O-M-L-I-S-M, Gamalism, and "gamal" being, of course, get off my lawn. I so gamalism is just a state of dismissing something out of hand simply because you're ...old or out of touch and you don't understand it. Not really taking a look at it. Just saying, ah, it sucks because I, I don't get it. It's stupid. And um, part of the reason it occurred to me this week... ...is because I think our topic... ...it really pushes my gommalism buttons. But, you know, one of the things... ...I think we, we really try to be fair in the show. We try to be fair in our lives. And we try to check our gommalism, so to speak. You know, when the gommalism creeps up... We want to kind of question it and go, yeah, we're being irrational here. We're dismissing it out of hand. That's the knee-jerk response. Let's think about this. Let's be a little more fair. And this one really forced me to contend with that, uh, which is, I don't know, maybe not that predictable to anyone who knows me. But, but Bill, why don't why don't you? They're they're in suspense. They want to know what is our topic this week.
0: Our topic is um, um, esports, and I think that esports esports I think that your coining of the phrase gommelism is – I think it's a perfect – first of all, it's a mission statement of the show is that the fact that we do have to keep that dismissiveness in check. You have to acknowledge it, embrace it, and then work through it. And, yes, I, I right. felt the exact same hackle being raised. Not that this is completely a fresh topic because I think that this brushes up against a number of things we've talked about before. But it does hit it from another angle because – I mean, we talked about video game playthroughs where people watch things. We talk about, uh, for instance, Hearthstone as a particular game. Um, we've talked about Twitch as a service where people watch games. But this is this is another level. This is almost like, I guess, almost like a handshake uh, conversation with those other episodes because esports is is a uh, it's a group competition. It is a skin in the game. Uh, uh group competition inside a networked multiplayer video game environment. This this is the Olympics, this is the the World Series, this is the Capo del Mundo of video games.
1: Um so you know Well it's it's the it's the world that encompasses that. Yeah. I mean esports is like saying regular sports you know and and just like regular sports would encompass several different competitions hockey basketball soccer football baseball etc esports is like uh, this is the big argument a cousin to that or a subset of that you know the the professional athletes who play uh, you know Overwatch and Super Smash Brothers and etc uh, etc cetera, et cetera. um yeah, no, so I, it's kind, I, of, I, 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 kind of a slippery definition, maybe, maybe.
0: It is, but I think that there's a visual to this where you have people wearing team jerseys, and they have the headsets on, and they're playing on teams, and there are these big, you know, darkly lit stages with, like, uh, Klieg lights that flip on and that flip up and down to add this sense of, um, almost like it's a, a who wants to be a millionaire type uh, stage, uh, stage productions and, and whatnot. Yes. Um, those, you know, are the,
1: those are the hallmarks of the industry.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly, and that's Mm -hmm. what I say. Esports, I don't necessarily just think of a guy playing a game. I mean, it is that, but I think it's the the, the, talk about the big business of this. So yeah, right. To get down to brass tacks, there there are a number of games which specifically tend to be used for the purpose of esports. I don't think it's nearly every single game. Like, you can't play Grand Theft Auto necessarily for this, even though it is is competitive and it is multiplayer. But this is really a sort of man-to-man. You need, I think, shooting games and attacking games and, like, magic games is really what it comes down to. So you're talking to – this is an education for me. Games like Counter-Strike, which is highly detailed guy with a machine gun walking through a rendered map trying to kill guys by shooting them in the head. Uh, there's a game called Super Smash Brothers, which looks like this sort of Street Fighter mold, except you're like Mario Brothers people fighting each other. There's League of Legends, uh, which was a, a lot like um, um, f- uh, 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 Fortnite. You know, it's sort of a... a, a no, way, League of Legends isn't like Fortnite. I think Overwatch is like Fortnite. Uh, <laughs> League, of, League of Legends I looks like know. StarCraft. It's a three-quarter pitched uh, overhead that cursor-based game. There's a game called Rainbow Six, which is like Counter Strike. It's a shooting game. These things are easy to turn into esports uh, competition because it is more or less you, you get points based on headshots, and it is man to man, and it's very you know it, it is an easy way to fight somebody else with a clear set of rules, and you know you know who the winner, and you know who the loser is. Uh, you know it plays at a very high high level. So. The idea with eSports is that anyone could play over networks from home or, like I said, increasingly is happening. It's a stadium milieu, which to this point, I think we've tended to assume specifically with athletics, the kind that make that people sweat uh, and actually get out of a seat. so picture video games being played inside of the freaking you know Dean Dome in in you know Durham <laughs> North Carolina or in Madison Square Garden you know this is really right. weird.
1: We're we're doing the Enormo Dome whatever they got here. The
0: Enormo Dome. So, uh, uh, like, you know, like everything else that we don't understand as old men know, and that's why I think gomalism is, is, is a great term to be coined. This is a billion-dollar industry, right, based on ad revenue, star players, teams, and stables who are supported by deep-pocketed benefactors. And then there's the, you know, we're through the looking glass. You know, you even have the the Friesan, I should say, of Olympic possible recognition which yes, could yes. could fire up as early as this year in Japan depending on whether the games actually go through or, or not.
1: <laughs> if the Olympics happen this if year. If the Olympics Japan.
0: happen, Did true. you hear
1: they might they might cancel WrestleMania? So
0: this goes to exactly where you expect it to, right? Because viewership is approximately 85% male and 15% female. That's, it's gross. No! Yeah, believe it. Don't get me wrong, women play games, but this is still skewed heavily towards the, exactly who you think it is. Um... And the viewer, the viewership is heavily, heavily skewed between 18 and 34. Um, even, like I said, female gamers do watch and they play professionally, and they're, they're increasing numbers. But we will get to this. the 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 attitude, the atmosphere, uh, which taints the, the you know well for female gamers, is well documented. And I think, to me, it's one of the things that's really worth talking about here. This is kind of what interested me. Um, anyway, so I, I think that's the the grounding uh, of this thing. You know, I, I threw it out as a flyer because I had seen uh, something that apparently in, in Montreal they were having a big Rainbow Six convention. And I guess it was in the Bell Center where the Montreal Canadiens play. It, like they were doing like a four-day four Olympics for this freaking game. And it was like they packed the place out and it was competitive. And like the prize was six figures. Whoever was going to – last man standing was going to get six figures for playing – This game, Rainbow Six. And I'm like, what is this? This sounds exactly like something we need to talk about. Anyway, Noah, what what, what do you construe of this? What do you make of it?
1: Yeah, I mean, you didn't get into the numbers, but it is big damn business, a lot of money. And, of course, the esports players, the athletes, so that's a matter of contention. Many of them are making, you know, a ton of money, getting college scholarships. Do, Do you know, by the way, when I was younger, I loved the far side. The single most dated, this brings to mind the single most dated Farside cartoon of the 80s or whenever it was, was you see this little dorky kid playing video games and mom and dad are watching on Proudly and you see mom and dad's, you know, dreaming of like all the jobs that are available to him. Like, like we will pay big money for you to play video games. And the joke is like, ah, a kid's going to grow up to get money to play video games. There's no joke there now yeah. because this has come true. You know, there are people being paid big money to play video games. Uh yeah and then of course the big debate is is this a sport is it a real sport are these people really athletes Uh so I want to hate this for all <laughs> the obvious reasons I hate sports I don't much like video games so what is there for me Uh and then you know you look at your typical video gamer and he's just a lamo sitting around in his hoodie and barely able to speak above a murmur, and the end of every sentence is up talking, and, um, and then I watch videos online, like a video, like, top 10 esports moments of 2019, of and the guy hosting is like every other annoying, you know, we had the most amazing year, 2019. Let me fill you in on everything that happened, the way every host on every YouTube video talks. Yeah, every hype uh, man, and then, yeah. Of course, yeah, every hype man, and he's he's buried in the industry, so he's speaking what is essentially gibberish to a person like me, talking like every other internet idiot. Um, and then, of course, it's it seems to ape all the things I hate most about sports. Not all of them, but a lot of them. I mean, it's become big business, a lot of traditional sports teams' owners are buying into eSports teams. Although I saw a good interview with Mark Cuban who says, I think that's a terrible investment. I will not buy an eSports team. And, but sounded very informed while saying it was a terrible investment. He wasn't dismissing it out of hand. Um, there's a big conference coming up on eSports sponsorship best practices, um, et cetera, et cetera. But then I catch myself, right, and I realize this is me. My reaction, ah, this sucks. It's stupid. My reaction here is the height of gommalism. Because really, I just don't understand it. I don't understand video games. I, since Tetris, I haven't been able to keep up, right? Every time we look at a video game, I'm like, oh, I got to try playing this, and I can't make heads or tails of this. And I watch my nephews play it, and I'm like, that's great. I'll bullshit my way through recording an episode with Bill. Because um, I really need to ask myself, how is it worse than real sports? Yeah, the guys who play all seem like dorks and losers and uninteresting people, but that's how I feel about real athletes, Right? Maybe they don't seem like traditional dorks, but one of my constant complaints about sports is that the athletes, you know, they're framed as heroes and titans, but they're they're at best boring people, and at worst they're awful people. You know, we make heroes about (laughs) these guys, right? We make heroes about these guys, and then it's revealed they beat the shit out of their girlfriend. So, like, why are these guys? You know, this is my love for pro wrestling. Like, you want heroes and villains? We'll give you fucking heroes and villains. We'll give you characters, right? We'll we'll give you drama. We won't pretend there's drama in what strikes me as a very boring process. Um, So there's that. Then I kind of start taking the side of eSports in this is a bit of Revenge of the Nerds, right? Gary Larson was wrong. I mean, not that Gary Larson was a jock, but, like, you know, these dorks who play video games can take over, and the technology that fuels esports, right? That's revenge of the nerds as well. And then you watch a lot of clips online. I watch a clip from The View where they're talking about our esports uh, sports. they are like, come on, that's not sports. It's like thumb wrestling. Ah, it's not a sport. And they're they're being very gommily. They're dismissing it out of hand. So then the contrarian to me goes, well, screw you, man. Like, get over yourself. Like, if you want to make an argument why it's not a sport, fine. But make an argument. Don't just say it's not a sport because – I don't want it to be a sport, you know. Don't don't give me the Republican line of something isn't valid because it makes me uncomfortable. Because
0: right? I don't like it. Yeah, it's bad.
1: Because yeah, I don't like it. Then, of course, uh, you know, I'd read articles. I read an article in Esports Insider about how it really is. An act, it's it's as it becomes treated like an actual physical competition. Some traditional sports training techniques are being worked into esports. Reaction time, endurance, breathing, ergonomics. Yes, it's different from the things you train to do to do soccer or football or baseball or basketball, what have you. But, you know, you can't really say it's like chess or bridge, things traditionally called mind sports, because there is distinct physical element to it. There is, you know, you you, got to physically engage with these things. Yes, you're sitting down, but... It's not something a computer can do. I mean, it can, but but then that's clearly unfair. You know, you can play a fair chess game against a computer. It is not conceivably possible to play a fair video game against um, a human being. Yeah. To again, sorry. It is not conceivable to play a fair video game between a human being and a computer. Now, there is something I could go back again about why there is something insidious about pro sports, that, about e-sports that I don't see about pro sports. But let's hold off on that. Let's wait till we get to the apocalypse thing. Good, okay? yeah. Unless you, know, you bring it up.
0: It's funny, you didn't mention uh, PEDs. Speaking of things that mirror sports, um, people are abusing beta blockers and Adderall. Um, Yeah,
1: yeah, totally, performance-enhancing drugs, absolutely.
0: It's not human growth hormone, it's not steroids and things like that. It's instead things that fix your attention and slow your – or not slow your reaction time, but focus your reaction time and kill your adrenaline response. Like beta blockers do exactly that. So I I think they're frowned upon. I mean it's not necessarily the – mark mcguire version of of steroiding yourself into a home run record but it's still looked down you know it's not the kind of thing that goes in here i i think yeah that's everything you said i think it's 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 amazing it's like you were uh, uh intercepting my thoughts from across the world because i i do like video games i understand them i play them a lot i i really love video games but i don't I don't get this. I mean, this this is the thesis of the show, and we always say that, you know, oh, that's that's just a colorful expression that we used to have a discussion into something that hopefully has more nuance. But I mean, I, I am stuck with, I, I get what I'm looking at. I, I had a full, you know, page and a half of notes here about this thing, and I watched a bunch of it. But it's like, I still don't get it. I still cl- can't claim to understand exactly what I'm looking at, what the appeal is, how this thing turned into a gigantic business. Um I, I kind of don't get it. And yes, if I don't get something, that then means that I don't like it. I think it's bad, which is not true. I'm just having a knee-jerk reaction right. to it. That's my it? Right. But um, right. the amount of resources that get, you know, shunted to projects and things that look extremely um, tedious and extremely nebulous is so... It's it, that we spend so much money on planet Earth. We, we're not preventing the the COVID nineteen virus. Instead, you know, we're spending billions of dollars on esports, and it's like, how is it that we've managed to set this as a priority? You know, like we're people are. But why, sitting, but why is
1: that any worse than spending billions of dollars on regular sports, which we we've been doing? For decades. Yeah, you know, no. That, that other is, countries do as yeah, well. It's I, not an American
0: thing. M- much like you, I, I too am not a big fan of sports. Um, in fact, I, I, I kind of look down on sports right. and I – very. But, little... but
1: specifically, my specific problem with sports, I would be much better with sports if it weren't treated like the be-all, end-all, if it didn't have its own section in the newspaper, if it were just entertainment. But it's treated as so much more than that.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I don't radio see radio how this is any
1: Like, I, I get your complaint too many resources for this, but that's just the way sports have been treated forever. So, yeah. why not let the dorks in on the action, you know? Well, yeah, sure. I mean,
0: I could, you could even go one step further and say, well, think of all the money that goes to the military industrial complex, which is so much worse, so much grander, yeah. so much more insidious, and, and, you know, it's been around for a lot longer. Uh, you know, they said Eisenhower said, beware the military industrial complex. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, but, is-
1: but, but, a counter to that is sports isn't just money. Sports is also, I mean, headspace. I mean, do you know the number of people who in this country who have no interests other than sports? Yeah. A lot I mean, of it's them. like half the country. I, I mean, people whose entire identity is wrapped up in a fucking sports team, you know, yeah. paying money to, to people to play a game, and that's their identity. It's just, it's and again, it's not just an American thing. I mean, look at the way they treat soccer in half the world. Yeah. But it's I mean, this is such a limitation of the of the human mind. It's it's really horrific when you think about
0: it. I you know, the things I do appreciate about this, because I don't want this to be a one-sided rant, is that uh there is a sense of uh, fanatic not fanat but I would say good fanaticism. There's a there's an energy, there's an enthusiasm, there's The things that sports are supposed to do for people, which is the idea that you you build teams and there's camaraderie and it is there could be good narratives and and there could be uh, perseverance and there could be, you know, triumph and, and, you know, galvanizing. Those things do happen. You know, obviously, I I can't sit here and say that sports has no role at all and that there's, you know, it's a completely valueless thing. It's just that the value is buried under a lot of uh you know mostly commerce you know let's put it that way in a lot of cases mostly commerce and and some some bad traits in um the hate you know hagiographies of of, of athletes of all of all stripes things like that so um but again as as a person who plays games i don't like playing commutative games i don't play online games with other people um partially it's because i prefer hermetic experience against the ai i don't want to play against other people um, because I, it, that's not fun to me. It's like there's, it completely takes the, the the zip out of it if I have to play against somebody else. Um, that's those aren't the kind of games I like. Uh, I, I need something like a campaign where I'm playing inside of a story rather than something to beat another guy for points. That I. I, I I'm not competitive enough for that kind of thing. Um,
1: <laughs> is no, it because it's, you lost all the time when you were younger? And, I think you so. The it, out there
0: is it. part of it. Yeah, I, I. Who wants to lose? To be honest, it's like I'd rather not play know. than play and lose. That's just that's just the way right. it is. Um, but yeah, you know the thing is this. This is like I. More so than maybe any other topic, I found myself saying I don't get it and I don't like it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just, we're going to try to pick through this yeah. here. But, man, we are we are a long distance away from uh, Tron. You know, the concept <laughs> of, of actually falling inside of Jeff Bridges, falling into a video game. Or Remember that Fred Savage movie, The Wizard, where he was trying to bring his brother across the country to play? Is that, the-
1: is that what it was called? Yeah. Uh, I yeah. remember hearing about it. I never saw it. Jimmy, Jimmy. Yeah, a he's a finalist. Why did you tell me? He's a finalist. What? My son's a finalist. Jimmy! Watch the
0: mushrooms. Noah, can you tell me why e-spo- esports, as my Dominican grandmother
1: says, why are esports uh, popular right now? He does not have a Dominican I grandmother. I don't. I don't. It's a lie. Uh, well, before I mentioned Revenge of the Nerds, right? Uh and it's similar to like why superhero movies are popular now. So every time we talked about Superhero movie. I guess we talked about Joker and Aquaman and Marvel movies in general. We get at this that like the nerds have taken over. Um, the comic book fans now, you know, pull the strings in entertainment, and technology is caught up. So the kids who grew up, you know, blowing on their Nintendo cartridges are now running <laughs> that's the world.
0: Actually, you're you're literally. That's not a figurative expression. That's a literal expression. I love that.
1: I didn't say blowing Nintendo. No, blowing cartridges. on I said it. Blowing yes. on it. Yeah. Right. Uh, I saw a funny joke the other day. My friend Dan Ewan, real funny guy, actually just wrote – he wrote that new John Cena movie, Playing with Fire. Uh, And one of the more amusing people to pay attention to on Facebook said, has anyone tried taking America out of the Nintendo, blowing on the cartridge and putting it back? So I appreciated (laughs) that. So all right. What was I saying? Yeah, Revenge of the Nerds. The Nerds have taken over, so their childhood interests can become big business now. And then the technology, streaming, right? Streaming, I remember it was hard enough to download a song when I left college. And now, you know, things like Twitch and YouTube, et cetera, and many platforms we've never heard of, I'm sure, streaming technology has gotten much better. So it's a lot easier to watch people play games, whether on the internet or even just, you know, collecting thousands of people in a giant arena and watching everyone play a game on giant screens. Not everyone, the the big superstars, right? Mm so technology has made these things better and culture better, more accessible, and culture has made them more mainstream, right?
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: And then we're in America, or, you know, this isn't just America, Korea, we're on earth, so everything gets commodified and commoditized. So, you know, if people are playing this game for competition, spending their lives doing it, someone's going to try to make money out of it. And that's why all these guys who own NFL teams, with the exception of Mark Cuban, although he owns an NBA team, right? That's his deal. Anyway, yeah. uh, they're all investing in it, taking it seriously. They see money to be had. Brands are sponsoring the athletes, etc. So you know that's the American way. That's the the global way, the Terrid way. Uh, and another point that that I thought was interesting, I didn't see anywhere I read, but especially in the United States in recent years, you know the the people are afraid to let kids go outside. We are a culture of fear. We are a culture of panic. The 24-hour media cycle has made us afraid that every kid's going to get kidnapped. Uh, the last two weeks, every kid's going to get coronavirus. You know, it's there is danger around every corner, and you better keep your kid locked behind gates in your house. Yeah, It's backwards, it's untrue, but it's still what people think. So that has encouraged everyone to invest more social energy and time into things you could do, competitions you can do, Inside in the safety of your home and of course since technology and the internet streaming, what have you have made these things easier that has fueled the rise of video games and maybe even parents encouraging kids to play video games. So that's another force that I think is maybe at play here. I mean who knows possibly not possibly that wouldn't move the needle if that weren't a thing but Mm -hmm. um, because the stereotype is that parents don't want kids. It's also that don't want kids to play video games and want to go outside and play. But maybe not as much as when we were kids. I mean, do they do that? Do they just say, run outside and play? No. Like, I, I don't mean, think that well, shit I, happens anymore.
0: My kids are now too old for me to know. It was different when they were young. Yeah, right. So I, it's hard for right. me to tell right. you on this one.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, even my nephews and my niece, who are very well-adjusted kids, and my nephews play video games sometimes. And they certainly read. They certainly have healthy habits, too. But they don't just, they're not just thrown outside to play, you know? Like, kids go to organized sports. Right. Yeah. And I don't know. I mean, look, that's a whole other topic. But I think a lot of that fear is overblown. Who knows?
0: Yeah. No, I would agree. Yeah. Those things are, you know, this is popular because people people like games, first of all, and people like sports. And so it's more sports. I've never heard of anybody turning their nose up at more sports. If you offer most Americans, (laughs) hey, would you like some more sports? They say, yeah, sure. I'll take as much as you have. You know, I, this is the weird thing. When I worked the horse racing newspaper for, for nearly a decade in, in the early 2000s, um, These the guys were all, there was a jock culture. They were dudes who always, they all read the back page of the New York Post. Like, they gave a shit about baseball and football. That was their thing. To a certain degree, basketball, not really hockey. The thing is, is that they were just sports freaks. Whatever was on, they paid attention to it. Fucking U.S. Open, uh, the fucking Masters, you know like just because they they watched it just because it was sports that was the thing they watched it just because it was sports it almost like you could have had anything you could have had uh uh you know, two guys whacking each other with French bread while they're throwing cans of tomato sauce at each other. If there was a little score, like a Fox a fox logo on Sunday afternoon uh, with gra- graphics and, like, the camera that sweeps across the field, people would have watched it. Just because it's sports, it's like—I it, think people are very uncritical about it. Um, it's amazing, and I feel like I bumped into that culture a lot where I didn't understand, who the hell are these people who watch sports? And I I sat there and I watched. I'm like, all right, you know, I there's a big difference between me and some of my fellow men here. Not that that was bad. It's just I don't understand the appeal. So let's put it this way: people like sports. This is more sports. They, and not you know the, these are sports for other people to look down on too. Like if you are a baseball fan who's out in Queens, who's like a you know a, a Mets a Mets guy, you get to look down at the esports guy and say right. that's that's not real sports. So that's another wow. reason why people love this. Yeah, yeah, it gives it gives
1: them something to beat up on <laughs> yeah
0: right right it's another strata that you can oh great there's more people for me to look down upon you know and increase that increase that thing you know so uh, I here I, I have a couple of things I'd like to add though why people why this is popular right now why people are into it because young men love demeaning women. And exhibiting transphobia, Whoa. there's that's oh, a, another reason we're why this is, there. this is popular. There. Yeah, we're gonna build on this yeah. argument as it goes along. Not all to right. mention, all right, there's a lot of money. I mean, you're not term.
1: wrong, but. yes. I don't know exactly where you're going with this, but okay.
0: If you talk to if you talk to anybody who actually does online gaming or or puts the headset on and 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 you know either gets into one of these games, I'm saying if you're in our generation or someone who's sort of right thinking, they'll tell you the same thing every single time. What they're listening to is a bunch of 14 year old kids from Ohio call you the f word over and over again. You know, like. It is such a um, thoughtless stew of misogyny and homophobia and transphobia and just spiteful meanness that's given out because you're under the cover of anonymity. You know, you're you're fucking yep. rope shooter thirty eight. Yep. On on Nothing, you know, nothing's
1: ra- real on the internet. Nothing's no,
0: real. No, so it's everybody just insults each other in the most sludgy, hate-filled language imaginable. And it's like unoriginal, and unoriginal, grand, and, unoriginal and
1: unimaginative, and cliche. And I realize that's a lesser problem, but <laughs> it's a lesser. You know.
0: All right, but that's not that's not what's happening when these things are televised. For instance, that's not how it's happening. I'm I'm talking about the culture that go that this comes out of is that type right. of um, demeaning culture where you can diminish. Uh, gay people, uh uh trans people, women, and, it, and that that is the hard line which sort of keeps this thing at eighty-five male, fifteen percent female. Um again, not uh, women who are in this world, I give them I tip my hat to them because that's intrepid. That's a tough road to hoe.
1: Yeah.
0: And granted the women yeah. women can be high earners, but it's like this is where Gamergate came from. Every this yeah. is where this is where it well, came gamergate
1: from. Well gamergate was uh was not women playing, it was women journalists covering it
0: right in particular yes but i mean yeah. you're supposed to turn that off you a woman who's in the yeah. game in the game is supposed to say oh they're not talking about me they you know they're yeah. saying
1: no I, I i know i'm just being pedantic you're
0: right you should get yeah. raped and die oh but they're talking about that journalist from from uh, oh so then know, it's Kotaku. fine it's
1: fine it's not me yeah, they don't want fine. me to get raped and die they don't want, me to get they, get raped. want the, they want the other woman to get raped and die they're not going to put anybody on tons. They flash through. They sprint in. And Rain, well, he has low health, but he does still have the AK cold with everything to do. Just popping knock He's cleared three bodies and the fourth. So, Bill, if you were a young man now, would you have liked this? Would you be an eSports uh, participant? You wouldn't be an actual professional athlete. You might as- uh, aspire to it just because I know you, man. You wouldn't have gotten mm-hmm. that far. No. Uh, would you be an esports aficionado I just I, neither would I uh would you be an esports aficionado or fan would you watch these tournaments would you go to these tournaments would you try would you dream of being a professional esportian someday
0: you know what I love video games man like I said at the top of this but I'm not communal about that um I don't think I I definitely wouldn't have been as a kid I think the problem is is there's too much competition now this that sounds stupid but Honestly, I in my life have, been, have never engaged in anything competitive because I, I kind of can't take it. I crack a little bit. I mean, I'm not saying I, 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 I choke. I'm just saying my brain can't really um, grok competition. Um, I, I, it's extremely uh, disturbing to me the fact that I could lose. And, uh, you know, you, just, you always think there could be one winner of something, right? That's it. There's one winner. And the odds of it being me, no matter what – I'm not good at anything – Enough to be the one winner of whatever thing I've ever set out to do. Um, it would have been extremely intimidating to get into anything uh, competitive. But as far as just like being a, a you know glomer onto person, somebody who who watches it or is involved with it, this atmosphere to me, it looks too metal. It looks too much like combat sports. I, I find, it believe it or not, I find it even though it's people sitting in foam chairs. Um, I find it all aggressive and intimidating. There's still that idea that it's it is still have this masculine metal thing to it, um, you know, with the with the uh, the dark mood lighting, the the you know everybody's wearing those those like Lycra uh, shirts, the sort of team logo shirts. It looks right, like either okay. like a, a yeah a logo.
1: It's like a it almost, with the, it the mo- like, monster and ener- those monster energy drink mon- claws. Yeah.
0: On yeah, every arm, it's a yeah. Fucking shit. Become a uniform. Yeah. So stupid. It's like a racing. Dude, have you ever team. you it's ever like...
1: drunk monster? You ever drank Monster Energy drink? Yeah, I think I've had I've had one. It's terrible. It's yeah, fucking it's awful. Weird. I can't believe people drink this shit. This is right. why we're dying. This is it the is. apocalypse. But we'll get to that. That's yeah. why
0: we're getting coronavirus. So I know. I, I I think that ultimately it comes down to it's too competitive. It's too intimidating. It's too aggressively masculine. I, I mean, I you know, maybe that's just my read on it. Maybe I'm completely wrong about that. But that's the way I see it. I don't know if, if there's something to that, Noah.
1: Yeah, I mean, I uh, I might be in the same boat with you. Every time we deal with video games, I'm, I have this bit of a conundrum when we get to would I have liked it if I was a kid. Because video games were, were a part of our childhoods. They were there. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, they, they hadn't broken into the mainstream nearly as much as they have by now. And obviously, they were more rudimentary. But every boy we knew had some... I mean, some girls, but mainly boys. Every boy we knew had some interaction with video games, you know. One of every three kids I knew had a Nintendo, and those of us who didn't, you know. I mean, I had a Game Boy, though. Um, So there was that, but I was never that into video games, you know. I I probably told this story before. I remember at my bar mitzvah, friends of my parents, before the bar mitzvah, saying, okay, which would you rather have, a CD player or a Nintendo? And I literally sat down and made the decision. Do I want to be a video game guy, or do I want to be a music guy? Yeah. And I said, ah, music guy will probably get me more girls. So I went for that. Um, who knows what difference it made? <laughs> it's hard to say. Uh, so, uh, yeah, it's uh, – I'm sure if I were a kid now, I'd be more into video games than I was, but maybe not still a video game guy. I often say I was. I was so uncool. I wasn't cool enough to – skateboard it wasn't even cool enough to like video games so i don't think i'd be even if i'd probably be more into video games if i were a kid now i probably wouldn't be so into it that i'd um you know be in the esports world find interest in that and again my personality i don't like regular sports and i think this suffers from some of the same problems the the overweening commercialism the boringness of the players you know i i think there's so much here that turns me off. That did turn me off about regular sports when I was a kid, um, and that why I like wrestling because it seemed to deal with those things and say we give you actual drama. You know, we 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 it's theater plus sports. Yeah, it was sports storytelling. Are a little, yeah. Right, they're not theatrical enough for me. Right, and esports is no different in that regard. Yeah. Um, and well, I guess the only difference is that the boring people and esports are easier for me to relate to than the boring people in traditional sports because I was a dork and a nerd. I wasn't a jock. Mm -hmm. See what I'm saying? I do. So, I I don't know. Who knows? Maybe. Why not? Who knows? Whatever.
0: And there is no helping hand for him. He can't even
1: backtrack his... He just needs to hit the headshots. He pops three. Unbelievable, Ace! That is stunning and sensational. Skate somehow up to nine has tricked. They get rinsed out of the server.
0: Noah, is there some sign of the apocalypse bound up in eSports? Probably, yes.
1: Okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right, a few (laughs) things here. A few things here. A, and you you got at it with the the hateful rhetoric that seems to characterize the stew from which eSports has sprung. Um, Look, this is such a problem with the world today. This is such a problem with the Internet. This is such a problem with the media. And this is such a problem specifically with the United States. Nothing is real anymore. And this is how we got Trump. And this is how we're able to ignore global, you know, Ecological catastrophes like coronavirus, like global warming. Ah, oh, it's all a joke. I'll vote for Donald Trump. That'll be hilarious. I'll vote for him again. To own, like owning the libs, is the most important thing yeah. to
0: people. For, for the law Nothing is
1: yeah. right. Nothing is real, and that's encouraged when competition isn't getting up out of a chair. And and more to the point, you look at a lot of these games, and they're violent, violent games. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, they're gun-based you know, what, games, my it, friend. Right. It's killing people. Winning is killing people. And I'm not saying that people who are playing the games are going to go out and shoot people the way they do in games. I think most people do have some distinction of reality and fantasy. But, you know, that we have this metaphor of killing. Like, if you read the response of the Olympic Committee, or like, are you going to make esports in the Olympics? One of their big considerations is, like, look, like, it's just too violent for us like you want to do you want to have a competition for the NBA games or things like that let's talk but we don't want to have a freaking olympic sport that's murdering people literally murdering people
0: <laughs> yeah headshots not shots, just yeah. like
1: like aliens and monsters like using superpowers that's one level of violence but like you know literally reenacting like special forces guys shooting arabs in the head and their brains splattering all over the wall and then the brains and the bodies disappear they melt away yeah cuz it's fun to kill people. We don't have to deal with a dead body, you know, evacuating its bowels. Um, so I think that, that has an insidious nature. That's A. B, and this is, this is something that's a problem with esports that is not a problem with real sports. And I saw almost no mention of this. A brief reference in Wikipedia, and Mark Cuban brought it up. Here's the difference. For all the commercialism of pro sports, people are playing soccer. People are playing baseball. People are playing basketball. Nobody owns soccer. Nobody owns baseball. Nobody owns basketball. People own Super Smash Brothers. People own League of Legends. These are intellectual properties owned by companies.
0: Corporate assets, you're right, yeah.
1: Corporate assets. It's like how... Oh, Facebook is the new town square. No, it's not, because people own Facebook. If that's the new town square, we are living in a prison. Um, whatever, the people who say Facebook is the new town square are conservatives saying Facebook is biased against them and that the government needs to do something about it. You really have a problem with it? You, you're a conservative. Use something other than Facebook and shut the fuck up. Anyway, enough of that. So Wikipedia got at this. They said this is a limitation of this, that there have been actual athletes who've like found that their sport is shut down because the company went out of business. Or I saw in the interview, there was a very interesting uh, thing on the PBS NewsHour where it was like old guys investigating eSports and they were reasonably open-minded about it. And they talked to one kid. He's like, yeah, I was an expert at Super Smash Brothers Melee, and then it was discontinued. So I had to go back to school and get a real job. <laughs> <laughs> and then they brought it back. So I went back into eSports, you know. So, so here's a limitation. Like a sport, someone owns the sport, and that is a problem.
0: That's brilliant. Because, I, yeah, now, I didn't Now that. we're
1: drifting, right, drifting into the world where, like, is someone going to own hearts and lungs and brains? I mean, we're not that far off. And now we get into the real existential thing. I was reading an article recently in The New Yorker about – and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick up this book about a guy named Yuval Noah Harari. And basically one of these books – I'm reminded of Guns, Germs, and Steel, which everyone read 20 years ago. I read that, that take a huge overarching look at humanity. And it's very interesting. And he, he apparently makes this argument that there have been three major events in human history. One was like uh, – I'm looking at now the cognitive revolution. 70,000 years ago, when we started thinking, where we moved beyond animals and basic needs or very basic emotions, right? There was that. Then there was the agricultural revolution, 12,000 years ago, right? Completely reordered society. And then the industrial revolution, or sorry, the scientific revolution about 500 years ago. Reordered society in a different way. And this theory that goes beyond him, that we are at the precipice of perhaps the fourth revolution. And you know, science fiction has been dancing around this for decades, but they are on something. We are approaching a point, I think, where it's entirely reasonable, where we will be so—our minds, our bodies, our existence will be so integrated with technology that the line will be blurred. And I think there will always be corporeal human existence. You know, I, I don't know if we're ever going to get to a point where we won't have to breathe, where we won't have the sexual urge— Things like that. There will always be a physical aspect. I started thinking about it watching the videos of these esport players, and they take a moment to stretch. They take a moment to drink a gulp of water. They're not just brains attached to a machine, right? Mm-hmm. But this could be a harbinger of drifting into that experience where things like football and baseball and soccer and hockey become, you know, maybe they become distractions or maybe they become like yoga. Maybe they become ways to recenter yourself. And the real business, the real life, the real money is in pressing buttons with a machine. Or maybe not even pressing buttons, but, but syn- your, your synapses firing and, and, you know, making things happen in a machine. You know, this is something science fiction has been pointing towards forever, but it might have been right. So this might be a harbinger of a new stage of evolution. Now, that might not be the apocalypse. That might be the savior that might be the only way that human existence can continue after we degraded our world, degraded our bodies, degraded our you know physical interactions, all that. Well, we haven't degraded our physical interactions. I think on average, sex is probably better now. But um, if we're talking actual physical interactions. So that might not be the apocalypse, but it it kind of teeters on an edge there in my mind. So I'm getting a little heavy here. You know? I like it. This yeah, I like it. Yeah, it might literally be a harbinger of the apocalypse in, in – Social apocalypse in that the games are owned, you know, that might be economic apocalypse as well. And, and hu- literal human, the end of the human species as we move more towards electronic. It's not sports. It's e-sports. We are living lives that are fully electronic.
0: You know, I have some notes here, Noah, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with your answer. I like what you, you just said.
1: Thank you, sir realistically time to rotate to the other side of the map so he has to sit this one down with another frag he picked up There's the Bill is there anything about the esports phenomenon that makes you jealous no I it's not the jealousy thing because I'm
0: I've ex, I experienced a lot of repulsion you know the idea of being repelled by it I think cancel I really it's antinomical to jealousy I think um, I'm not repelled because it, I, I can't face something like, oh, I want it so much that I hate it because I can't have it, and so I'm going to push it away. Um, I don't I don't see, you know, the, the appeal of the lore of being a player doesn't really do anything for me. Uh, the the idea of, of being a spectator doesn't really do anything for me because I don't like the games that they play. I, I too, am not, like, a huge fan of watching people just sit there in a sniper position shooting people's brains out it's like that's not like fun It's tedious and it you know makes you wonder what the hell's going on in people's heads don't get me wrong i play video games i play violent video games and i do violent things but you know that's not the kind of thing i would emphasize about the experience um no so so money or stardom don't you know those things don't fill me with envy i no, it it's again i feel like i'm pushed away by it so jealousy is not the active emotion i would say that gets tripped over by this but what about you
1: yeah, because really when you get down to it, gommelism is jealousy, right? It's sour grapes. Uh, maybe jealousy is the wrong, but, but it's, it's I am jealous that these people are being paid more attention to than the things I like, right? Okay,
0: yeah, that's fair. Um, that's fair.
1: I am jealous of people who are more au courant. They're living in the world as it is, and I don't. They're on the inside and I'm on the outside, and I feel left out. So the fact that it trips my gommelism meter engenders some jealousy in me. Also, like I said before, like as a kid, I wasn't even cool enough to be a video game guy. So, like, you know, definitely jealous. Like these are these these are nerds like me, but I'm not even welcome in this nerd club. Yeah, you know? really how about so, that. Yeah, so how about that? What does that say about me? So know. yeah, sure, I'm I'm jealous. But that takes us to. Uh, by the way. If you want to – I wanted to see interviews with some of these guys because I predicted it would be the boring like, oh, yeah, uh, but um, just like sports guys in a different way. But I had trouble watching interviews with um, eSports guys online because either the, the videos are very long and I didn't want to wade through them or they're being interviewed by Jimmy Fallon, and I didn't want to watch that. Yeah. So that takes us to our final question. <laughs> uh, where yeah, does the... this fall on the Fallonian scale? Comparing all the things we've ever talked about the show where Jimmy Fallon is absolute zero, negative a billion, what have you. uh, And uh, where does this fall on the scale? Well, I have
0: have a parenthetical bracket here, right? On the left, I have Smosh. And on the right, I have James Charles. And I think that this sort of smushes in between because this is a thing that a lot of people like. I know the general shape of it, but I kind of don't understand the appeal. I'm clearly not in the audience but I'm looking at a siloed thing that is just a real big fucking sensation. But in some cases it's like I'm it's it's another language that they're speaking, man. You know? And that's it's like Smosh wasn't I mean, I thought Smosh was, was purely pedestrian. It wasn't great, but you know, it had its fans and James Charles is somebody who's like, I literally don't know what's happening here. It's this is a this is sort of a <laughs> sensation and I kind of don't get what's happening here. And some fusion of the two, like I said, it's a parentheses with esports in the middle.
1: Uh yeah I this is way above Smosh I mean Smosh was just degrading comedy there was no talent behind Smosh again the gomalism they, they, and they did go themselves. outside
0: they saw sun sunlight and yes, air they, they did, did leave the they house they did
1: they did expose themselves to the elements yeah. uh you know again this is why fine these guys are athletes this is not a shit ain't easy and even watching some of the videos of like the greatest esports plays like. I felt flickers of moments going, oh, that was cool. Like, just flickers, even though I didn't understand the game. So I see the appeal here in a way that I just don't grasp it at all with Smosh. Like, Mm -hmm. you're watching the most, you know, it would be mildly amusing if someone did it at a dinner party. As big business, big money, millions of eyeballs, like, raise your standards, America. James Charles, as much as I want nothing to do with James Charles or any of his friends or community— like I applaud the uh, the bravery and ability to I mean it's it's the it's the photo negative of what you were saying about the transphobia and all that, like the breaking down of of antiquated you know gender roles and all that, which we need to get over that shit, right So James Charles, I see the real value of so this is somewhere in between those two. I, I almost feel like this is one of those topics that's like at the fulcrum and literally a fulcrum because you don't know which way it'll tip like. If it tips us into apocalypse, well, then it slides down to the bottom, and it's the worst thing ever. If it doesn't, it holds steady. It's harmless, right? So either mm-hmm. we maintain the seesaw that our world currently teeters on or it it, it slips one degree to the left and, and – Collapses and everything falls apart, and the world is over. And esports was the harbinger <laughs> of that, right? And we are all owned by, you know, Ubisoft Games yeah, and yeah. Facebook. And that's life. And we are, you know, slaves to them. And our only hope is, uh, you know, the people on The View shouting about how it's like thumb wrestling, but nobody cares.
0: No, Ubisoft is a company in your old hometown of Montreal. It's a French Canadian product. Uh, a rarity really? in this world, I think. Yeah, yeah I, that's their thing. I, I
1: didn't know that. All I know about so, Ubisoft is they do have an office here in San Francisco and they yeah. inquired about a big quiz thing event and they were one of those companies, you know, we get a ton of inquiries and a lot of them just go nowhere. But sometimes the companies like hold it, like keep us on the hook for like literally like eight months to a year. Like, no, we're still interested. We're still interested. We're still interested. We're still interested. And then they ghost on us. And I think Ubisoft did that. Like they were literally on like our pending leads list for a year and then just... Yeah, we never heard back from them, so I don't know. tricks redeem well, no, yourself, Ubisoft. Redeem yourself, BigQuizland.com. Well, no, I'm gonna bring this thing,
0: thing. I'm gonna bring this thing home. Uh, If you'd like to find Past episodes of the show Now you can look on Spotify Uh, If you get your podcast there You will find us on Spotify Look for I Don't Get It Podcast We are of course on Apple Podcasts Which I think where most of the podcast world Does its business So we are there We're here to play on SoundCloud Google Play and Stitcher Tweet to us At Noah and Bill Show Write to us Noah and Bill Don't get it at gmail.com I am personally on Twitter I'm doing all my business At Liam Scurry And my video content is on YouTube at youtube.com slash AM Caesar. And Noah will talk right now.
1: Yes, I'm all about The Big Quiz Thing, bigquizthing.com, America's premier provider of corporate and private events from coast to coast nationwide. Uh, and big, big news here, possibly, quite probably, by the time you listen to this, we will have gone live with The Big Quiz Thing's daily trivia dosage, our long awaited podcast, a very brief hit of three trivia questions every weekday. Uh, So um, you can find out about that on our Facebook page, our Twitter feed, Instagram, all those places. Uh, You can get it on SoundCloud and iTunes. So I'll be uh, talking more about that later, but you get to hear my voice even more. The finest in trivia questions that get you started every weekday. Uh, And uh, inquire about an event of your own at BigQuizThing.com. That is all. So until next time, when me and Noah
0: start abusing hardcore performance-enhancing drugs, and then we join a competitive 52 pickup team, we don't get it.
1: A production of American Caesar Enterprises 2020.